This is Detroit Talk City. Welcome to Detroit Talk City, the refuge for Kiss Army deserters, defectors, and draft dodgers. I'm Scott Malone, alongside with my co-host. His name is Ski Bum Chris Cook. Hey, Scott. How are you? Great. Here we are, recording another episode of this useless and stupid thing. (laughs) This is really... We really landed on it. It was right before we started the record, and what a useless and stupid thing. But thanks thanks for being here, everybody. Yeah. We're happy to have you along for the ride. As always, we're going to be discussing Paul Stanley's 1978 solo album. But before we do that, um, I'll just throw out our social media. You can find us at Detroit Talk City on Twitter. We're DetroitTalkCityPod at gmail.com. We've got a Facebook group that you can come and get in on the fun. It's been a little quiet recently, but we want to remedy that. And, uh, of course, you can check out our website, DetroitTalkCity.com. Lots of fun going on over there. Before we get going as well, I need I need to send out you a reminder must. to uh, anyone that we are not experts when it comes to KISS, nor are we fans, nor, nor do we claim to be. Now, we do like some KISS. We, this is true. Yeah, I think this and is... And especially like, the era that we're talking about today. Yeah, I've been slowly letting like the drip, you know, like, like the drip's going to run out soon, but you know, I'm, 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 I'm mm-hmm. doing, trying to keep them... You're rationing... I'm rationing them because... You know, I think we would probably go nuts because, like, the the ratio remaining of what we have to cover of bad to good is staggering. So, oh yes, yes. Yeah. Well, this yeah, I, and I knew I knew that the, today's album was going to be a shot in the dark. I was unfamiliar with all the songs. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't know a single one. And uh, well, well, we won't spoil it. But uh, you know, I'm sure we've got we've got lots to talk about. Yeah, we'll get into it. Absolutely. How have you been, my friend? I'm doing okay. You know, it's been. I guess exactly two weeks since we last recorded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trying our damnedest to keep that schedule up. You know, <laughs> it's hard being being a working man. Yeah, out there and know? just being useless pieces of shit. Useless. <laughs> yeah, what a useless and stupid thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like not only the show, but it's also us. Oh yeah, jeez. Like just seeing like you know the condition get into like on Thursday nights is just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for those that don't know, we talked about it a little bit on the show. I was, I host karaoke at the Grindstone Comedy Theater great here place. in Edmonton. Great place. It's great. And uh they we do karaoke every Thursday and Scott usually comes and we yeah. usually get a little silly. Yeah. Real and that silly. just makes Fridays uh, a little tough. So we had to reschedule our planned recording. As usual, we had to reschedule our recording because yeah. We were just tender boys, yeah, and didn't want to force an episode out when, uh, right? Well, when especially we especially because as soon as we're done this recording, we're going to be heading to uh, a party, a barbecue get together kind mm-hmm. of thing, and it's like, you know what? Let's let's just record tomorrow so I can just like curl up in the fetal position and oh, yeah. you know wish for any sort of respite. <laughs> and it was great. I had my rehearsal during the day and oh, then yeah. left and then came here, which was great. Fucking a, yeah, mm-hmm. the show's going well. It is. Uh, we uh, we open in. 12 days from this record mm-hmm. so it's a little terrifying it's just just in terms of we've been rehearsing for quite a while but it's been a really sporadic rehearsal process yeah. so usually in theater you get like those three weeks right before and you work full-time all the way through and you can, can get it so it's just a different process but it's still good yeah yeah well we'll see in uh two weeks yeah. how i feel but what's the name of the show again betrayal, betrayal. by harold pinter yeah 
famous playwright. Yeah, he's known for his pauses. They call oh. it a pinter pause. Oh, really? It's a lot of... Could you give an example of that? Is that possible? Well, I suppose I could. Aha! <laughs> uh, so that, that, that would be a pinter pause. We were, we were working uh, just on some... Just running lines, me and Cody Porter, who's the other one of the other actors in the play, yeah, and we guy. came up with a great, and we offered this to the director as like because in the in the play there's lots of stage direction says pause and as silence, and our our offer to the director instead of just sitting in silence in the pause we would go, ah! <laughs> and then for a silence it's just, ah! oh my god, <laughs> apologize listeners, <laughs> I turned away from the mic, yeah. Doesn't matter. I can hear it in my headphones. It sounded horrible. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably edit that down a little bit. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, we've already got enough health stuff going on all the time. We know we don't need to be, uh, you know, blowing our eardrums out. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, there are times when we're listening to Kiss albums where I would prefer my eardrums to be blown out. Yeah. But then I would probably just have like the memory of that music like going. Oh, through, it would probably be my the mind. last. It would probably be the last thing you hear. So you just hear like. And just be a like, memory just it. like driven insane by it. I've actually, I used to worry back when I played in a band, um, you know, I'd always be around, you know, amps cranked up as loud as they could go kind oh, of yeah. thing. And I, well, I know for sure I damaged my hearing, mm-hmm. like, like, like back in the day. Like going into bars, I have a really tough time, like talking to people. Like, oh, yeah. I, I often, I almost always have to get someone to repeat what they just said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I've, I've thought before, like, oh, you know, I should do, like, some bartending on the side or something like that. And then I'm just like, I don't think I could do it because I'd have to get people to, like, scream their yeah. their, their, their drink orders to me. That's I, I obviously don't have as much experience in front of amps and all that. But I've, like, worked for a decade on a diesel mower that's super loud. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, I thought that I was definitely going to have ear damage. But they do specific audio tests for us at work oh really and to test our hearing and my hearing is still great really yeah huh. so because you have you ever had to deal with like tinnitus uh no that's like where it's just permanent ringing in your ears no i never have i i have oh geez. and it's really scary actually mm-hmm. like i've had it where it's lasted for days and you seriously want to like fucking kill yourself like mm-hmm. like because it's just in the front of your mind it's like this like i, I won't even attempt to, to do the sound but it's just it's like feedback just going through going through your brain endlessly. Oh yeah, that yeah. sounds absolutely maddening. The last time I had it was that sh- that Bronx show last year. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, cuz didn't wear any hearing protection so stupidly. Yeah. And then yeah, we, we discussed it I think on episode 4 of the show, but yeah, I remember that night like getting home at like 1 in the morning and just like this is intense. <laughs> like just laying on my back just desperately trying to fall asleep to like make the make the ringing go away. Yeah, we we definitely and this goes for everybody. You need to wear earplugs. Yeah, for sure. It doesn't it doesn't affect how it sounds. It, it sounds just, better generally. Yeah, it just isn't it's gonna, a, just going to get rid of get, get, get rid of like distortion. Yeah, I that just have that just sparked the memory of being like a long long time ago I used to be like somewhat into EDM dance okay. music and it's mostly as like an avenue to do drugs but <laughs> like i was at the Sh- shambhala that music festival oh, I've, I've been and the amount of dudes that i would see just on drugs standing in front of the speaker stack <gasps> yeah and no hearing protection just like jamming or just like yeah. basically dry humping these speaker stacks yeah well god knows whatever they were they would have been on yeah 
I yeah. I went I, I went to Shambhala two years in a row, and it was like in the middle of year two where I was like, never again. <laughs> you yeah. Know? It was it was like a novel thing the first year that I went. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd ever been to like a camp out music festival totally before. Even so, even though the music was not my thing at yeah. all, tons of friends went. Yeah. So I was like, "Well, this is just going to be a big party," which it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, year two, yeah, I've got some, I've got some stories that are probably not appropriate to talk about. On yeah, the show. I just, yeah, I found that it was it was m- mostly just for drugs. I, I like sure. I pretended that I knew some of the artists because I I had friends play them for me, but like I don't didn't know. Yeah, and I didn't really care. Right. Yeah. No, like I, I, I remember specifically on, on night one, I think it was probably year two, but, um, ACDC cover band BCDC was going to be playing and like looking over like the schedule is like, there's the only rock thing. Mm-hmm. I also happen to love ACDC. So like I decided like, this is going to be my night to fucking throw down hard. And I, I proceeded to headbang for the, the entire show and not, not just like, you know, like light, like Wayne's World style. I'm mm-hmm. talking like thrashing around. Ooh, that and, probably made the rest of the weekend great. Oh, the way that I gave myself horrible whiplash and then had to, <laughs> to spend the rest of the weekend with this music I don't even like. And we got we got caught like in the in the rain at one point, and it was like out of a movie where it went from like nothing to like flash flood kind of thing, mm-hmm. where it looked like I jumped in a pool or something like that, and then realized like, this I've only got one pair of shoes here. Oh, which are man. now soaking wet. So then like had to like, you know, you'll end up with like trench foot. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Soldiers would to- get. Totally. And, and, you know, and we were like in the middle of a field, like there was nowhere to go. Like our, our tent was way the hell away. It was just like, I'm just this, I'm fucked. So then, yeah, I had to spend the rest of the weekend with, um, I put on my socks and then put tie plastic bags around my socks to then go put in, <laughs> in my soaking wet shoes <laughs> for the whole rest of the weekend oh man oh shambhala you yeah you, oh and for those bitch. that for those that don't know shambhala obviously is a music festival but it's in this beautiful picturesque like in the mountains of bc it's just gorgeous up there yeah and it's 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 i still have weird feelings about having this electronic dance music like in the middle of a forest and stuff and these like it's full of hippies and not that there's anything wrong with hippies, well, but it's just like, it's the most antithetical music to for nature. Sure. For sure. Yeah. But yeah, like, like one minute you're seeing like some like hippie family, you're like naked, like, you know, washing themselves in the Creek. And then the next thing you know, you like look over and there's a guy with like a cat in the hat hat or whatever, you know, like just like whatever you need, man. <laughs> yeah, kind or, of thing. Or fucking just the amount of dude pros. Just Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um uh, speaking of festivals though, um they just announced and I got tickets for uh Punk and Drublick, mm-hmm. the uh punk rock and craft beer festival, which is coming to the City of Champions. Uh no effects, bad religion. I mean mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yeah, I need to get a ticket. Damn right you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Bad Religion, new album just came out. Yeah. Did you listen to it yet? No, I haven't listened to it yet. Oh, you... I'm not even going to make it my recommend this week. Of course I recommend it, because it's fucking awesome. Amazing. Um, it's, it's their first record since 2013's True North. I guess they put out a Christmas album that year, but I don't count that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like front to back, awesome. That's amazing, because I, I didn't dislike True North. But it was just... True North starts out really high, like the first mm-hmm. four songs, especially the first three songs. 
and then unfortunately they're the best three songs on the album so it really like dips mm-hmm. and yeah but I'm happy to report I think this album is way more solid and if anything I was a little worried because they released a single last year called The Kids Are Alt Right yeah, yeah. it's not on the album so and I because I didn't love that song mm-hmm. either I thought it was okay I was like okay this could be like a track yeah it seven just seemed, on the album it maybe. seemed like it was like it was a b-side song at best yeah and they released it because it turns out it was and it's of the moment too yeah. it was exactly so i i was happy you know now that i see it's not on the album i'm happy that it exists mm-hmm. and i you know can listen to it whenever but i guess that's the beauty of a uh, streaming music and you know you finish a song you can throw out throw out a single immediately mm-hmm. yeah um yeah, it's been really great recently. There's tons of new music by bands that I love that's that's come out. Uh, Bleach just released a new single, and they've, mm. got, they've got an album coming out. The Shrine just released a new EP. It's excellent. Of course, Danko's new album mm-hmm. is a, a barn burner. Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes, he's put out a great album every other year, the last three, or the last three albums. Fiddler great album came out earlier this year it's just like already it's probably more that i'm into this year than all of 2018 that's great yeah very exciting mm-hmm. and we're not even what are we may five months in yeah i know that's, that's why i'm saying i don't i don't know what it was last year just something wasn't hitting but i don't know i'm getting hit well if there's getting sprung this is the and like this is when punk punk music and rock music this is what it's supposed to be for is yeah. when people feel powerless with the uh, with with government and the world at them like punk music has been an escape valve for people yeah. for a long time yeah so it's just yeah. when did the when did the uh alberta election happen since we recorded no that was before yeah i, I think we just didn't even talk about it just yeah too, too depressing it's, yeah yeah what a yeah i don't even yeah let's not get into it we are not a political show although yeah I think I think I think it'd be pretty easy to know where our uh, yeah. allegiance is. Uh, we aren't a political <laughs> show, but we think that you should care for people and that you shouldn't be a bigot. Yeah. What, what did you write? You got the, you got that text from that uh, uh, conservative party, like like wanting to know. Who oh yeah, be this, voting for? hi. This is Mary from the conservative party. We do. Uh, we're just wondering who you should who you're planning on to vote for. And I said, "Fuck off." <laughs> and then. Like later that evening, I texted back you up. I know I, I love that that extra detail. Yeah, I ended up getting the, I ended up getting the exact same uh, text message, and I responded with just go fuck yourself. Yeah, I got one from the Federal Liberal Party. Oh yeah, I said, I said no, and they they actually the person texted back, and I had a little bit of a back and forth, mm. which was which was nice. I was glad that I didn't immediately because the the one from the Conservatives in Alberta, I'm sure were robo. I got the text. like I got the exact yeah. same text, but it like yeah. it surprised me when this federal dude it was like texted texted back. It was like okay, well, thanks for getting back to me. Yeah, mm. <laughs> but that's that's enough of that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, how are your credits doing? <laughs> How's that for a transition? <laughs> <laughs> we haven't talked about. I know. I know. That's why I need to. I need to just be like blunt force uh, and just get it right in there. Has not changed. Okay. Uh, yeah. I've, it's been a really busy audition season mm-hmm. for film and TV in Alberta, and I haven't got shit. You've just been getting like these nibbles, hey, and then like oh yeah, just, oh yeah, just, like, getting real, like dick tees. getting shortlisted for uh, the lead on a show. Oh doing man, all that shit. Yeah, but it's just this life of an actor, which is just constant, constant rejection, and then you think about quitting, and then you get something, so you don't quit. Yeah, 
you'll you'll get something eventually. I, you know? I really hope so. Yeah, like hopefully it's not of like the porno variety, or maybe we do hope that. <laughs> hey, listen, I would not be opposed to a form of like not <laughs> not porn, like X rated, but like I would do pretty much anything else. <laughs> okay. Like I would show my dick on t- on. TV. Lord knows you do it on stage. Yeah, yeah. I have no shame. Yeah, no shame. Chris and I wrote a, a play a few years ago, and he got full ass naked on mm-hmm. it for it. And then we were doing like a sketch at a comedy night. One oh night. yeah, and in it, like I, I think we had written like that. You like you know I, I order you to strip your clothes off, but then you were like, but never was it like that. You're going to be naked. And, yeah, and 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 then like I find out like when we're at the place. Like, about to go on stage. Like, oh, yeah, I'm getting naked. <laughs> I was like, oh, you don't have to. <laughs> I And you could just hear, like, the, the collective gasp of the crowd. Is you, just like, <gasps> Of what is ostensibly a, a, a comedy sketch. <laughs> yeah, you, like, I think you're I, I was like, stretch. I was, I, was like, I was, like, whipping you, screaming if you were a, yeah. a, a boy or a wolf man. I took, like, I ate a, spain, a spoonful of cinnamon on stage. <laughs> And when I was trying about to eat it, people in the crowd were going, "No, no, don't do it!" Oh man, but we are comedians. That is, that is, oh, that, that is, is not the title that we should get after doing that. I know, I know. I really liked it, but yeah, there was. Uh, I, I think the reaction was a little mixed. Yeah, uh, and that's putting putting it mildly. I think, yeah. uh, though, comedians there did enjoy it, right? Because they like seeing weird stupid shit yeah taking risks mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah i'm pretty sure I, I came up with the premise of that sketch like after having like a fever dream the night prior no you did that's yeah. exactly what happened <laughs> yeah like woke up and i was like i've got it <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we went with yeah exactly. it's not not one of our formed out uh, sketch no, ideas that we've been working on just like oh something came to you in a fever let's do that yeah let's write it today memorize it and perform it tonight yeah but that's fun. It's you know that that really is like going out like on a ledge. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. It's not improv, but it's like it's close. It's close. Yeah, <laughs> pretty damn close. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Anywho, um, I think I think we we probably need to take our first our break, yeah. and then we're going to get back and talk about the 1978 Paul Stanley solo album. We'll be right back. Louder! You want some more? listen to stern he just belches directly into the mic <laughs> yeah so, so there are times when howard's like oh man that's uh there was the grossest feature that they did recently like it's actually like disturbed me like really bad like they sent like a reporter out to a thing called fist fest oh boy it's the grossest thing i've ever heard like, and we're dude- back <laughs> <laughs> edit point yeah <laughs> now we're back right yeah probably don't need to bring fist fest onto our podcast uh, <laughs> so uh here we are it's finally time the main event we're going to be talking about 1978 solo album done by one and only paul stanley now um if you want to go back in our archives you can see that we've already covered uh gene simmons we've also covered peter chris uh. <laughs> ease it down big fella um and we still got Ace to do after this. Uh, yeah, which is we're gonna with, we're gonna hold off on Ace, which is without a doubt the best of the solo albums. I, I 
can't say from experience, but everything I've read and heard is that it's 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 unanimous. Yeah, I've loved New York Groove. Yeah, for years and years. Um, uh, but we're not talking about Ace's album. Although it's important to know, I mean, like we might as well go through some of the info, which I'm sure you can hear about on on our other episodes. But they released all four solo albums simultaneously mm-hmm. on the same day, in uh, I think September of 1978. Yes. Uh, they're coming off. This is Kiss Mania is at its peak. You know, mm-hmm. we're coming off of Love Gun in '77, uh, Destroyer and Rock and Roll Over in '76. Uh, in '78, they released uh, Double Platinum. Of course, the Alive albums are in there. Like Kiss is huge, huge, huge. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they were filming uh, Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. Another episode we've we've already oh, covered and voided. That, that one was smothered and covered. Um, but while they're filming Phantom of the Park, not knowing what a shit show that was going to end up being, they decide, like, hey, everything is working. You know, everything's coming up Kiss. Why not release four albums simultaneously? Mm-hmm. Why would you – why bother taking the best from all the four albums and making one really great album? When no. We could just, yeah. No. We could just fling shit at the wall. Yeah. Well, and it, uh, it also had to do with egos too, yeah. right? Just yeah. give, give them each their own album, release it on it. Then it can be judged on their own merits. I mean, it's bound to happen, like where you need like some space when you release that um, much music in, oh, in yeah. that amount of time. Like they had already released six albums. Well, and there's two, six albums and two live albums plus that movie they were making. And their touring schedule was probably insane, nonstop. Too. Yeah, yeah. Throw in you know all the merchandising that's going on and things of that nature, mm-hmm. and you know the stage production and stuff like that. Like it had to have been a full time crazy lifestyle. Oh yeah. Living. Like, it, it's because it, we we both know that that uh, Gene and Paul are teetotalers. Mm-hmm. You know, it it makes me wonder like what would have been an easier way to deal with all that stress and craziness? Go the Ace and Peter route of getting fucked up all the time, or or go the totally stone sober. Well, I think we can both we could both pretty positively say that we would both go the Ace and Chris Chris route. Yeah, as much as I'd like to say that I know if I reached that level of success, I'd go straight edge. I'd want to continue the success. They're like, no, I'd go fucking crazy. Yeah. Who are, yeah. Who are we kidding here? <laughs> if I get a gig I, where like they give me a hotel, I still will like get a little drunk in the hotel because I'm like, just like, yeah, I'm my own hotel room. Yeah. It's just, just yeah. stupid. You ever get the urge to destroy a hotel room? Uh, I have. I bet. Have you actually destroyed any hotel rooms? Yes. That's, I figured as much. Um, yeah, I'll tell a quick story. Um, so I went to, um, when, when, uh, Axel's version of, of Guns N' Roses, uh, finally were going to do their first tour in 2002. Their first show was in Vancouver. So I, I was 16 at the time. This was 2002. Uh, but I didn't have a lot of money, but I knew like, I have to be there. This is the first gig of, of, of the tour of like the brand new band with Buckethead and Robin Fink from Nine Inch Nails and Brain from Primus. And it was an mm-hmm. all-star lineup. Tommy Stinson from The Replacements. Anyway, uh, sold like a lot of my possessions to get money to go out to uh, Vancouver. Uh, Axel no-showed the show. There was a riot. There was right. A, this is... Yes. There was a million dollars worth of damage done to BC Place. At the time, it was definitely the worst day of my life. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it went from the highest high, like, walking into the rock shop. This was, like, an hour before, like, the arena was supposed to open. 
walk in there and like a strange just playing it's beautiful i'm just like this is it this is I'm waiting for this and then like walking down the street and just seeing like a flood of people walking back being like show's canceled show's canceled and just like slowly like realizing like the worst nightmare is like happening anyway go back to the hotel you know in tears like it was it was it was mm-hmm. horrible wake up with a horrible hangover the next day bunch of the guys that we were with they all go downstairs james and i proceeded to stay in the hotel room and fucking trash the place <laughs> whose credit card was on okay file? so here's so, so here's here's the, uh, that's it they can see how much of a rock rock star i am whose credit card was on file <laughs> exactly okay but here's where the come up and set comes uh, yeah us and our infinite wisdom you know just f- fucking idiots obviously <laughs> James's dad comes back upstairs and sees the destroyed hotel room, which we then proceeded to have to put back together. <laughs> did you, but you didn't like wreck furniture or anything. No, like you? we like I had like we had like flipped over a bed and mm-hmm. shit like that, and like whipped like like there was like broken glass and shit. Like it was. <laughs> I think I took like a two liter of like root beer and just like. Like whipped it across the wall. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Which then cut to me scrubbing the wall. Oh <laughs> man, what an idiot! What a couple of morons. Well, uh, anyway, we're talking about talk Kiss. <laughs> we're talking about Kiss. Paul Stanley's 1978 solo album. Why don't we hear that first track? Uh huh. Oh no, not the passcode. Here we go. This is tonight. You belong to me. Um, good. This intro is a lot. Kind of, kind of reminds me of uh, "I Want You" mm-hmm. from uh, "Rock and Roll Over." You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's good. And like, this could, this could definitely be on a Kiss album. Like, this could be on Love Gun. Oh yes. And this, the one, one, my first real impression with this album when I listened to it all the way through is that this is like, this is pure Paul. Yes. That's. And it's kind of, it's kind of nice. Yeah. I, like, it's just... And one of the things I've read, and this is definitely not my idea, is that this, this album, more than any of the other solo albums, is, like, a straight line from Kiss. Like... It, it definitely sounds the most like, a, like mm-hmm. a Kiss. Like, there's several songs on this record where it's just, like, just... As I say, they could have been on Love Gun. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if anything, they're far more Kiss-like than, like, what Dynasty ended up oh, being. Oh, you know? absolutely. Yeah. Like, this is a far more straight-ahead Kiss album than, than Dynasty is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this is cool when this kicks in. Of course, with uh, Bob Kulik, brother of Bruce, yes. on, on guitars absolutely. on this album. Just kind of a fun fact. Mm-hmm. I could tell... Here, why don't we pause that? Yeah, you know. So, uh, I've had this like weird sense of superiority. I was reading a review from the album, and the review talked about how awesome it was that Bruce Kulick was on this album, considering his connection, like his coming into the band. I was like, "You fucking idiot! This is his older brother, Bob." <laughs> I was like, and I just went, "Wow." What have I become? Yeah, that's that's like when like you like zoom out because like you realize you've gotten way too deep. It's like when you it's like a Donnie Brasco situation where it's just like, oh no, I'm not undercover anymore. Yeah, I'm a, I'm I'm, a gangster. I'm, I'm, I'm in way too deep here. I uh-huh. think I got to see the forest for the trees. 
yeah, no, that's a it's a good one. Uh, mm-hmm. Chorus is chorus is good, you know. Yeah, nice start to the album too. Yeah, and this is this is the sound of Kiss that I love. Yeah, nice heavy, got a real epic feel. To oh yeah, it. you know I don't I generally hate the word epic being thrown about. This is a proper you know usage of epic. Yeah, and Paul sounds great on this album too. This was when he could sing like yeah. a motherfucker, and the music wasn't embarrassing. Yes, you know? exactly. As always, the lyrics are embarrassing, but, you know. I think I, I was reading an article today where the uh, the writer was like, Kiss lyrics don't have to be good. They just need to be good enough. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Oh, man. It's, it's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's a real indictment of the band. Oh, yeah. De- definitely. I mean, yeah, because again, they're they're dumb as rocks. Yeah. So the the follow up song number two Move on the on. album, Move On. I don't like this song. You know what? Neither do I. And I, I don't mind the, the verses. The chorus, I really yeah, don't like. The weird choral the, Move the, On. Move On. It just seems so. Yeah, I've been trying to put my f- finger on what I don't like about it. I think yeah. it's just like it feels. Yeah. Like this isn't bad. But then. Like it's like again, it's just kind of sassy-ish, Paul. Yeah, yeah, and it, it yeah. We'll move on from that. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I just that, and it's not that I I agree with you. The verses like or the verses are fine. They're serviceable. Yeah. But it's just no, and yeah. it's much much like a lot of the Kiss albums from this era. There are songs on them that are just meh. Well, and that's. I think in general, this album, not, nothing is really offensive. Well, there's one song that I think that fucking sucks ass, but we'll get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, there's only really one song that sticks out to me. I think there's four songs I like mm-hmm. that, that, like, if I was going to make the playlist of the best songs from the solo albums, I think I could pick four songs from this album. Oh, yeah. Um, but the... Uh, okay. The one- I want to know which song you really liked. Me too. Here we go. Okay, thank God. I love it. Yeah, this is number four on the album. Wouldn't you like to know me? It's great. You know what? I think this, like, doesn't this sound like it could be on Unmasked? Oh, yeah. Like Power Pop? It's great. This, and like, the the chorus is awesome. Just. Yeah, like I would put this like top ten like Kiss songs for me now. Oh like, yeah, I I would one hundred percent agree. I yeah, this song is just it's just rocking. It's got like it's got that like a punk edge to it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but, and like it's not sunny chords though. Yeah. And like nice, the, nice the, there. the rhythm of the song too is a little off from what they what it usually does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to get to the chorus here. Hell yeah. <laughs> so that, oh, girl. Oh. That same review that talked about uh, it being Bruce Kulik on it. Yeah. It also said this song. They said, if this song was in the hands of a modern punk rock band like Sum 41 oh, or God. Blink 182. What what fucking goober review were you reading? It was awful. <laughs> yeah, come on. Uh, but I like I like to read those reviews from just 
random weird people. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know you do. You've, yeah. You've read them on the show. Yeah. I almost, I thought about doing it again today, oh but I, uh, I got to save that for you're, a while down the road. Yeah. You're, you're, playing, you're playing, we kind of, we kind of blew our load playing our favorite song. Yeah. That's time. okay. I'll play, I'll play my least favorite one. It also happens to be the single from the album. What is this fucking maudlin schmaltzy crap? This is hold me, right? Hold me, yeah. touch me. Think of me when we're apart. Like, this is like AM gold. Like, oh yeah. It's sub Eagles, you know? It's sub Billy Joel, like, ballad, you know? Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I've yet to find a Paul ballad that I like. Like a, like a love song. Like that one on Revenge. Mm-hmm. Which I can't stand. But it's weird. Like, Paul's such a good singer, you know, technically. Like, he's an amazing singer. Oh, yeah. He played... And yet, as a balladeer, I just... It just misses the mark for me for some reason. I don't, I never feel it, you know. Yeah, I. There was one time in my listening to through on the album that it was. Shut up, Paul. Yeah, it was. I was at the gym, and this song started, and I was just like, "Fuck, I hate this song." And then, like about two thirds of the way through, like I felt myself feeling something. Oh no! Like I had somewhat of an emotional response. Huh? We're getting. But I think it was mostly because I wasn't paying attention. And it hit like the like, it's the same feeling I get when I hear some Eagles songs or sure. like soft rock of just being like I could see myself in like a tender moment, me sitting on like a deck looking at a sunset with like that song playing in my ears. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay. But like that was it. Like I would never, yeah, actually play it. Like like I I saw it more as the soundtrack to a moment as opposed to any sort of song I would ever listen to. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, yeah. As I say, that was the only single from uh, Paul's solo album. It didn't do too well. It reached number 46 on the charts. Um, Yeah. Just crappy. Um, Now, this one, uh, I initially just wrote a two-word review for it. The song is uh, It's Alright. My review for it was uh, It's Alright. But then actually, like, by by, like, the fourth or fifth listen... It actually became one of my favorites this on song, the album. It's good. Yeah. This this song is kicking. I yeah. like it. Nice, big, a- anthemic, kind of. It slaps. Yeah. You, sometimes you just got to let that shit slap. <laughs> I mean, what did the five fingers say to the face? Slap. Yeah, at first I thought that this was just like kind of forgettable again. I was like, no. It's, it's, it's upbeat. Better than most shit from the eighties. <laughs> yeah, and then like the last two songs on the album. Oh, uh, I, I like one of them. Do you like? Do you like Love and Chains? I do. It's probably like my fourth favorite on the album, but it's one. It's one of the four that I consider ones that I that I do enjoy. Yeah, I think this one was more just a man to me. Yeah. That I just. Oh, it's more like I like this riff. Yeah, I'll I'll give you that. That, that's that's probably what I what, what caught me was just I just, yeah. like, I just like that that like, I like the riff I do not like the vocals on this yeah. song it's really probably just the riff that that that, that mm-hmm. sold it for me and then just the simple chorus of just love and chains over and over again and did, we didn't talk about ain't quite right did we no because that's that's how I feel about ain't quite right like I love this riff oh like the simplicity of it mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah, this one didn't really hit with me. I don't dislike it. I just there's there's something about the, the riff with like the tiny little percussion with it too. Yeah. Yeah, this one in, in the interview I read with Bob Kulik, he uh, he name checked this one as like one that he like loves. So yeah, I just like it, but it's it definitely is creeping towards that soft rock Eagles. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a little darker than that, and I think that's what probably helps it. Yeah. So yeah. You know what I love about this album? I have a guess. Nine songs, thirty-five, 35 minutes. minutes. <laughs> Damn right. Any any time that happens when we're doing these albums, like I, it's right in my notes here, just like thirty-five minutes. Mm-hmm. Mwah. I could I could kiss you, Stanley Eisen. Um, and I guess like, and that also shows like. We've talked about every song except Goodbye. No, oh, no, yeah, no. Take, have, take, take, take me, me away. away. Um, again, I'm on the fence about it. Paul sounds good. Yeah. It's, but, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a power ballad, but like emphasis on the power in the ballad, you know, as opposed mm-hmm. to like a power ballad you might think of like, you know, I don't know, Warrant or something like yeah. that. But I still... I don't dislike it, and I like, but I I also just like the guitar on this album. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Like you can definitely tell. Like this is an ace, you know. It's it's a different thing going on. Um, I actually found it interesting when I was uh, reading that again that that, that interview with Bob Kulik. Um, he was brought in for um, the the studio tracks for Alive Two, which we've yet mm-hmm. to cover, because um, he played Ace Ace doesn't play on a live too. I think he plays on like one song. Um, but um, Paul had to say to Bob when they were recording that um, Ace wouldn't play that. So Bob had to like, you know, disguise his own playing to mm-hmm. play like Ace. Whereas on this album, he t- talked about how he was, he could do whatever he wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't have to match Ace or anything like that. And I think that shows. Yeah, and like Ahmed, that seems like such an impossible position to go in. Yeah, I mean, you're, if you're a studio guy, I mean, that's that's what happens. Totally. I mean, it's like it's been all but confirmed um, in recent years, not even recent years, that like on "Get Your Wings" by Aerosmith, I have a tattoo of, the, mm-hmm. of that logo on my arm. Wonderful album. Um, Joe Perry doesn't play on lots of it. Mm. It's, uh, it's session guys. Yeah. Um, and and I think you can tell. Like, if you listen to their studio recording of Train Kept a Rollin', I don't think there's any way that that's Joe. I don't know. Mm. I might be wrong. But anyway, this is not an Aerosmith podcast. Um, we've got one more to discuss. That's the album's final track, Goodbye. You know what? The most interesting thing I read about this song mm-hmm. is that in 2006, when Paul Stanley went on a solo tour, he closed, he closed every show with this song oh that's a good idea mm-hmm. it's okay yeah it's I fine think, I thought it was a pretty fitting end to like a, kind of like an unremarkable song for an unremarkable album especially after last week that, <laughs> I'm glad that I've like even like I blocked what the final song of that album was in my mind but all I remember is that it was a big old fuck you fuck you to Peter Chris Cook as he's listening to this album <laughs> Yeah, totally. Yeah, you've got a lot of fuck yous coming down the line. Yeah. Um. So yeah, basically, 
you know, we, we still have more solo album talk to, to get to when we um, eventually do uh, Ace's album. That's not going to be for a while. But, you know, I, I think if we're just going to, like, summate what, you know, what's going on here, there are highs. There are highs on, it, on all the albums, mm-hmm. I, th- I, th- I think we've discovered. But it really is probably the beginning. It's the beginning of the end of, of, oh, yeah. of, of, of classic Kiss. So even though there's still going to be flashes, like I like a handful of songs off of Dynasty. Mm-hmm. I like quite a bit of Unmasked. But, you know, the wheels are falling off. Yeah. yeah. But I... And this this solo... The, what was nice about this album is that it was nice to have just a distilled Paul, Paul. Yeah. record. And it was really it was really nice to come back to. and Because, yeah. like, for better or worse, he's the driving force behind Kiss. It's a two-horse band, but Paul is Paul's the, the Paul's, Paul's the front man. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just it's it was just nice to hear this album. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, N- yeah. Really, you know, I I bitched about "Hold Me, Touch Me," but really, that's more just like inoffensive pap. Oh know? yeah, like it's not like I was pissed off listening to it. It was more like this sucks. Or this, this is a, this is an it, obvious attempt to get like radio play. It wasn't gross. It wasn't. No, it's just the, it's no. just meh. Is the best. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this album did have like its share of like, you know, probably problematic sexual stuff but not like overtly you know yep. like yeah it's more just like par for the course Even especially like, when it comes to like 70s rock especially on tonight you belong to me when i read that title i went uh-oh <laughs> but it's 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 not it's it's sexualized but it's, it's yeah but it's, it's not crazy it's like a respect it's, not, it's, it's not still creepy. respectful yeah like it didn't feel like you need to like take a hot shower or cold shower yeah, after a cold. cold shower. No, instead I'm going to take a hot shower. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. So I don't know. Um, I, I would get, I would give positive, a positive review of this album. Yeah. And to, yeah. to people, if you haven't listened to it, I'd say just yeah, give it a go. Basically I'm of the opinion, like you could make a good playlist of this Gene and Peter's, album and i would just leave ace's album just intact yeah that's that's kind of like my feeling on or you can make it like all killer no filler and, and and still just cherry pick from ace but we'll get to that when we get there um yeah i think that would be a good idea actually when we do finally mm-hmm. i know we've, we, talk, we, we, we've yeah. talked about it on the show before yeah about yeah i think i think we should make our own our own lists of that i think we should independently yeah, yeah. Each and then pick then, it yeah mm-hmm. yeah we'll do that all right, so now that we've covered uh, the album and it's full, I need to ask you about your Kiss Army status. Are you ready to join the war, or are you a draft dodger, you motherfucker? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that might have been. It was quite aggressive. A but, aggressive. Uh, hey, if you're going to be in the Kiss Army, it's got to be aggressive, right? Got to get ready to fight. And I will run away. <laughs> I, I love you, Paul. Mm-hmm. Come on the show. We'd Come love to show. have you. I just, especially in the context of knowing where this band is going after these solo albums. Yeah. That there's just darkness in the eighties, man. It's just yeah. darkness that I cannot get behind. Yeah. We've got, we've got one. Well, we've got a couple more hilarious ones to do. We've got a great one from the eighties, which again, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. saving that one, but uh, yeah, <laughs> we've covered a lot of bad music in the eighties. So what's far. your kiss army status? I'm a pacifist. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, nothing offended me on this. So I I love. Wouldn't you like to know me? So yeah, yeah. I'm I'm so glad that, that that was the song. I was worried that I was going to pick something fucking stupid again. <laughs> 
It's always that danger. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, excellent. Um, and now, I hope you got a good one because it's time for the Chris Kiss quote. <clears throat> Kiss has always been outside of the borders of what other bands can do. Not that some of these bands wouldn't want to do it. The fact that they may snicker or look down their noses at what we do is more out of jealousy than anything else. Hmm. Paul? Paul Stanley. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, jealousy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I running out of funny quotes. I don't think so, man. No, I, I know I need to. I also didn't want to. Do, all you need to do is just get Peter's book. And you could just totally. Like, you could just like I, open open the book and just set your finger down. There was this, and there was another one about about drugs and how if you do drugs, you're just destroying your life. Yeah, but that wasn't funny. Yeah. This one wasn't funny either. But I just wanted no. to get a specific. This one, I it was mostly about getting one just about from Paul about Kiss. Right. I just wanted a, yeah. a pure quote this week. Wait until you hear the uh, like when we cover one of Gene's books. Uh, like I, I, I have it. I have the audio book of it, and it's you know, he reads it right. Yeah, you're gonna be. I, I, I apologize in advance. Like you're gonna be subjected to listening to Gene Simmons talk for six hours, but that's not this week. <laughs> I, again, I apologize. The audiobook's only six hours long. Yeah. That, well, that's that's why it's that's why it'll be palatable. That's great. It won't. That's not much different than, can, than, than the amount of times listening to the albums in preparation. So that's yeah. why I thought it. I can okay. I can listen to that yeah. in at, at at work during a day. Exactly. That's fine. Yeah. Even if you take two days, you know, like you know, mm-hmm. break break it up that way. But that's not this week. Um, before we get to that, I of course uh, want to play for you. Um, Something from the Paul Stanley people let me get this off my chest. This is the tribute to that. Uh, where are we going to be today? Take it, Paul. Wow! Like Chuck Berry? I'll tell you something. Quiet you. <laughs> we got a lot of good stuff planned tonight. We got old stuff, 70s, 80s, 90s. We got it all. Yes, indeed. Here's one you ought to know. This is the first time we played this in a long time. There you have it. But what was it? <laughs> what was the song? I don't know. I don't, we I, should know just from that opening note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, luckily, but we're like, not, luckily, we're not completely psychotic. And as we said, we are not exports. Ex, exports. We are not experts, nor are we fans. Nor are we fans. 
Although my my kiss playlist would be pretty decent now, you know. Yeah, and we did just like spend like ten minutes talking about how much we loved a song on this album. A song for sure. Yeah, so you know, we're trying, people. We're we're, we're genuinely trying. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be terrible. I no, just, I just it, know when it's it going just, to be. It, it's going to be. That's kind of what the fun of 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 doing this album today was, just because I really didn't know. It was a nice. It was a nice break. Yep, absolutely. But we're gonna have a special one now because I'm gonna give you your next kiss my assignment. Mm-hmm. This is an interesting one. This is both an album and a video. Mm. I'm going to recommend that you do the video because the video is about a half hour longer and has interviews in it. The whole thing's up on YouTube. We're going to the early 90s and we're going to see Kiss Unplugged live on MTV. Oh, oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's a band you want plugged in. (laughs) For sure. For sure. Oh, we've watched bits of it. I think, we have too. Yeah, and th- this this one is notable because it was the original reunion with Ace and Peter. Mm. Nobody knew about it, and they come on stage and they do a couple songs. I think they do like Two Thousand Man and Rock and Roll All Night. Great. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's it's Revenge era, and uh, yeah, Gene is. Oof, he's he is so distracting during the show both the way both him and paul are acting is just insane yeah but yeah it's pro shot because it was on mtv mm-hmm. um and yeah as i say the full show is on on youtube so it's just an hour 20 you know yeah. you, you could probably get by watching it once or twice oh yeah oh yeah it's going to be great yeah, it'll be it'll, there's, there's it, so much material you i was already I, I was watching a bit of it today just just like one of the interviews i was like oh yeah this is this is gonna be good yeah i should so, make, yeah i should make beth watch it with me yeah you know she deserves to be tortured. Yeah, it, like I've we've always, I've always wondered what it would take for, for her to leave yeah. me. Right. I'm pretty sure on that show, uh, it's Eric Singer that sings Beth on it, and and even even though Peter was there. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I think. Yeah. We'll see. I'm gonna have something to say about that. I'm sure. I'm gonna have something. I'm to gonna say. have something to say about that. You best be known. Okay. We need to get the hell out of here, uh, because. We like to stay positive. You know, we're, we're doing our best, people. Um, we like to throw out a recommendation, something that we've been enjoying lately. Mm. Um, I'll start this week. Um, it's a new show. just got released on Netflix. I binged the whole thing. It's only six episodes, but it's the best sketch show I have seen in quite some time, probably since Key and Peele. I'm talking about I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson, mm-hmm. uh, produced by the Lonely Island guys. Amazing. Yeah. You, did you watch it? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, my God. <laughs> and as soon as I'm like watching it, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be able to watch this. Well, that's I showed all, you all I showed you the first episode. That's right. Being like, I hope you like I hope you like this as much as no, I do. I know. And then and then today. Yeah. Like I literally just watched all six episodes. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I really hope they get to make they get to make more because it's it's just. Yeah. I'm so, so impressed. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's mine. You know what's really funny? Because right. that was going to be my two. Was it actually? Yeah. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Because uh, I, I actually had other recommends too. <laughs> that I. It was just the, it was the most immediate thing on my mind because it's it's been a while since I've seen a comedy show like that. Yeah. That has that has excited me. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we're on the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that could be that could be just both our recommends. Yeah. Who, who cares? It's, if anything, that just goes to show how much we both think how we think it's yeah. awesome. And I'm sure if I listen to the new Bad Religion album that. If I had listened to it yet, that would be my recommend. 
you know what? Those are the recommends. Bad Religion, Age of Unreason, and the Tim Robinson, I Think You Should Leave show. God, that show is so there funny. There we go. Well, that'll be, that's, that's the two, the two handle. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> the two handle. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, before we get out of here, I'll throw out um, our plugs. You can find us on Twitter at Detroit Talk City. We're Detroit Talk City Pod at gmail.com. Uh, DetroitTalkCity.com. Check out our Facebook group. Uh, rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Um, you know, get the word out any way you can. It really helps us out and, uh, you know, makes it, you know, not seem so desperate and lonely out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to reach out to me uh, personally, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Scatman Malone. And I am on Twitter and Instagram at E.L. Chris Cook. And if you are in, in Edmonton, my show Betrayal by Harold Pinter opens up on May 22nd. And tw- uh, it's like uh, we have an open uh, dress rehearsal on the 22nd and then we open 23rd and then we open no 22nd 23rd of may and it closes june 3rd here awesome. in edmonton yep and it's at the fringe theater building in town in the studio theater mm-hmm. in edmonton alberta and who knows maybe one of those nights you'll come you'll see me there you know you can you can geek out about you know seeing the detroit talk city guys yeah, the, the detroit <laughs> talk city guy is in a a play doing a british accent exactly and if that doesn't sound good i i don't know i can't help you mm-hmm we got to get out of here. Yeah. Um, we will see you guys next time. We'll give us a little kiss unplugged. But until then, remember, it don't mean spit to us. Oh, yeah, that's staying in for sure. That's a Fox and Crocs production.